Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 241 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? Well, you know, it's another beautiful day. I'm feeling a good show ahead. We might or might not have a brand new segment that we're going to be debuting for you guys. Spoiler. We do have a brand new segment we're going to be debuting for you guys. I think you're going to enjoy that. Aside from that, Cherry Blade Lemonade running through the body, coursing through the veins this week, Jeff. Changed it up a little bit. I know the past few weeks has been Sour Heads and Power Punch and Blue Raz. We kind of got sick of that Costco multi-pack. It only had four flavors. So we right. did an um, Instacart at Food Max and got a bunch of different bangs. So loaded up the fridge, a bunch of different flavors, Cherry Blade Lemonade today, excited about the show. And you know what? I watched The Great Outdoors the other day. You remember that movie? Yeah, with Chevy Chase. Oh, dude. If you were looking for the ultimate 80s family flick, The Great Outdoors is it. If you've never seen it, do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. I think it's Annette Benning is Dan Aykroyd's wife in that one. Could be mistaken. I'm sorry, Aykroyd, not Chevy Chase. No, I knew who you meant. I knew who you meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Such a great movie. I loved it. The old 96er or whatever it is, the, the great 96er, the big old steak that John Candy eats in it. It's what a great movie, dude. I just watched that the other night and I just want to shine a light on that one. It's such a great 80s movie. If you hadn't seen it, go out of your way. Go watch it. It's a blast. I'm sure you'll love it. And uh, that was it. I just wanted to shine a light on the great outdoors. The raccoons in that were fantastic. Uh, let's not forget the bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bear was also really good. The bald bear who is bear-assed by the end of the movie. <laughs> Such a great flick, dude. I absolutely love it. It was just, it's that ultimate campy 80s flick. And it's just, it, it hits all the right notes. And it's so good. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the the speedboat that they get that says suck my wake on it, just so, so great. And John Candy scenery is flying across the lake, water skiing, and oh my goodness, so great. Well, that's awesome, man. I forgot about that flick until you just mentioned it. Now so, I got to watch it. So this is now an uh, 80s movie and wrestling figure and G.I. Joe and energy drink podcast. We're just changing the flavor every week, folks. Next week, we will be talking about Spaceballs. Uh, possibly Max Headroom, too. Who knows? <laughs> or gremlins or maybe even new coke uh speaking of bang dude i got some heat from everyone regarding radical skedaddle what is up with this we are very passionate about our flavors jeff as evidenced last week when you were really putting the bad mouth down on sourheads, i saw you take some hate for that one too but not nearly as much hate as you took for hating on that radical skedaddle look we all have different palettes everybody that bashed me their palettes suck <laughs> <laughs> that goes for wow. That goes, that goes for GBM. That goes for Bane. <laughs> you are doubling down, my friend. This is impressive. Oh, 
It was terrible. <laughs> it, I said it tasted like fruity Windex. I should have said it tastes like fruity chemicals. But wow. I also said I also said that's basically what bangs are made of is chemicals. <laughs> the best chemicals. So, oh, dude. Anyways, I took some heat for that, and I do not apologize because that was gross. <laughs> wow. Doubling down this week. That's impressive. Offering no apologies oh, and telling everybody that they're wrong. Absolutely, I am. That was gross. The opinions expressed <laughs> by Jeff during this segment do not necessarily reflect the views of his co-host. 50% of the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, also, want to thank Doing the Favor guys, man. They started off their show basically having our backs, like they said, regarding the email that we received last week. And we're not going to harp on it too much. We're, this is probably the last time we'll talk about this email, but they started out their show. But I want to start out our show thanking them for having our backs like they did. Yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. And it just, it goes in lockstep with what everybody said on social media, just jumping to our defense. And that was the best part, dude. It was overwhelmingly positive, the response to that negative email. So kudos to the Doing the Favor guys for starting off their show this week with it. Big love, big thanks to you guys. And on that note, Jeff, I do want to let uh, the listeners know that the chair was purchased this past weekend. It will be built this weekend with a delivery date to be determined. Wait, you guys are going to build it before you take it there? Well, I figured what we'll do is we'll build it and then we'll drive it out to your place or we'll just meet you at mom and dad's and then we'll deliver the chair and we will be recording it per the request of the people that donated. Want to let you guys know we will record the chair being delivered. Uh, so again, huge thanks to you guys that contributed to that. Uh, big thanks to Randy for spawning the idea. Big ch uh, thanks to the Chick Foley show for contributing as well to that fund. Um, anything left over, we are going to be donating. But I do want to say, Jeff, that the chair that we ended up purchasing, uh, we got him a nice big Lazy Boy chair from Costco. Okay. And I ended up buying the same one for myself. I am shocked you did not get a gamer chair. So the cool thing was is Costco had... We are a wrestling figure podcast, by the way, folks. We just get a little sidetracked sometimes. <laughs> so Costco actually did build the Lazy Boy chair and the gamer chair. They had one of each on sale there at Costco. They had them side by side built. The wheels weren't on them, of course, because, you know, then episodes of Jackass happen. But I sat in both of them. <laughs> and by far and away, dude, I mean, it's bad enough they have shopping carts. Come on. You're tempting me when you put that shit in front of me. Anyway, the chairs were side by side, sat in both of them. And by far and away, the Lazy Boy chair, as to be expected, its name is Lazy Boy, fits me to a T. It is so comfortable. Dad is going to love it. It's got a humongous seat on it. So he's going to love the comfort of it. Big, comfy arm cushion things, big headrest on the back. It's going to fit him perfectly. So I can't wait till he gets it. And also regarding the whole email thing, uh, I mentioned last week that a lot of people started donating to charities just based off of this whole email. And I thought that was fantastic. And one more that came in a little bit after was uh, the Raw's NitroPod. They wanted to donate to Dad's chair, but we had already surpassed the amount for the chair. So I told him, I said, look, I said, whatever you were going to donate to the chair, donate to charity or if you have kids, why don't you get your kids something? And he said, well, the kids already have basically everything. So he actually donated to the Salvation Army. And I wanted to point that out. Thank you so much for doing that. That's awesome. Very, very cool. And like I said earlier, any extra that we have from the chair donations will be donated most likely to the California fires. Yep. Absolutely. All right, on to the show. You can get any of our shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees or 
whatamaneuver.net. We got two new designs over at whatsamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on fullyposablepodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and Google Play. Please rate and review on iTunes, Scott, like this week. It comes in from Jordan Zeilinger. He says, the OGs and just, and unfortunately it cuts off. I may not be huge into the figures community, but I know a great podcast when I hear one. Jeff and Scott will always have my vote. Thank you, Jordan, very much. Thank you very much, Jordan. Appreciate those kind words, sir. Thank you very much, Jordan. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, why don't you hit up our buddies over at FOCO? Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. And FOCO.com is here to help. With FOCO's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. FOCO's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, where, at checkout, enter code WFP10, save yourself 10%. And Jeff, before we move on, I did want to throw out about FOCO.com what WWE bobbleheads are currently in stock and which ones are sold out. So a few of them that are mentioned in the read are actually sold out. So let's get to the good news first. These are the ones that are in stock. And when you go to purchase at checkout, enter code WFP10 and you will save 10%. In stock right now, AJ Styles, Andre the Giant, John Cena, Ric Flair, Ronda Rousey, The Rock, and two up for pre-order are Edge, and Triple H. Now, these are the ones that are currently sold out, and I don't know if more stock is going to be coming in. It's something you guys will want to keep an eye on if you're interested. Sold out are Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, the Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jeff Hardy, The Fiend, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, The Undertaker, and Hulk Hogan. So these are really turning into, because that Taker and Hogan are practically brand new. I would say within the last month or two, those came out. So it's one of those things, if you see them pop up, you'll want to jump on and order them. So if you have any interest at all in those Edge and Triple H's, I would jump on and pre-order those right away because you don't want to chance them selling out. Again, I don't know if more stock is coming in, but that's the current in-stock versus sold-out scenario over at FOCO.com. Those bobbleheads are selling out pretty quick over there, huh? Well, they're beautiful. Go look at them. They are incredible. That Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman with the two of them on the same base is awesome. The Warrior, the Savage, the Fiend. I love the Hogan. Unfortunately, all those guys are sold out. So again, keep your eye on it. They might come back in stock. But if you have any interest in any of those ones that are currently in stock, I would jump on them now. WFP10 gets you 10% off over at foco.com. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? Dude, you know what? I did not. I unloaded my toy spotting gun last week. And I, I was due for an off week. And so zero toy spotting this week. I've been hunting 
for the um the cobra trooper and i've been hunting for a beachhead and cobra trooper and baroness for you from the gi joe classified line unfortunately no pop finder nothing in stock on target's website not paying scalper prices so i'm still hunting those guys big time i've got my eyes open for the ones that you need still um i did get my roadblock in the roadblock is very very cool i love it um and on the wrestling front no purchases yet, but I was eyeballing that AEW ring that is exclusive to RSC that comes with the Kenny Omega figure, and I think that's going to be my next purchase. It's like 105 plus shipping, so I think that's going to be my next big purchase. You're $105 plus shipping. Well, you know, that's my sale rate, dude. I'm normally a buck 50, but <laughs> 105, that's that's player's price. So you're really sold on that ring, huh? I really like it, dude. Jack's made some great rings back in the day, and I've got to figure that this is going to be along the same lines in terms of quality. I hope that the real scale or authentic scale is better than what Mattel did with their quote-unquote authentic scale ring, where basically the top rope hit the middle of their back. So I'm hoping that the Jack's ring is more in scale. They were really good back in the day. Going to assume that's going to be the same thing moving forward. But I want to get my pre-order in before they sell out. Those are great rings, and I have a feeling that once the reviews start to hit on it, and it's as good as I expect it to be, those are going to clear out pretty quick. So I want to get my pre-order in sooner rather than later. But again, 105 bucks. I can't just be breaking off that purchase right away. Got to wait a little bit, but I believe that's going to be my next big purchase. So this past Saturday morning, I checked BrickSeek, and it said that Pleasanton Walmart had... Six plus AEW figures. So I told Celeste, I said, I got to go out there and check and see because this was the only one near us that had popped up. So I jump in the car. Now I figure it's about eight o'clock in the morning. Take off to Pleasanton. As I said before, Pleasanton is about 20 miles away. Get to Walmart. I walk in and there's three pallets sitting there. And I'm like, okay, the AEW figures have to be on this. I looked through all those pallets, dude. Not one. I looked for... AEW, I looked for WWE, I looked for Marvel Legends, not one. It was like Mario Mario toys or something like that. Okay. Building blocks or something like that and then other stuff that like I was just like, "Ah, oh, damn it, dude. I drove out here for nothing." Ugh, that sucks. I know, dude. So, went over to Target, they didn't have anything, so I just came home. So, I'm sitting here Saturday night. My buddy Norm texts me and he goes, dude, Union City's numbers just popped. And he goes, I'm heading over there. I said, okay. I said, good luck, man. He says he, now he texts me again. He goes, nothing is out. And I said, oh, that sucks, dude. That's the same thing I had in Pleasanton. He goes, yeah. He goes, this sucks, man. Like he was really frustrated. He was like really down about it. He goes, I looked through these three pallets. There's nothing there. I said, okay, I was an offer to come down and help, but they close at 10 p.m. And right now it's 9.15. So by the time I get down there, it'd be like 9.50 and they're closing up shop, you know? Yeah, they'd be yelling at you as you walk through the door. <laughs> right, right. So I get a text message, I would say about 20 minutes later. It's a picture of Norm walking out with the case of AEW figures. He bought the whole case? He bought the whole case. I was like, whoa, dude. He goes, I was starting to walk away, but they started to bring out another pallet. He goes, I heard the pallet coming out. Oh. And he kind of hovered. They dropped the pallet and left. They were sitting right there. So he grabbed the case. Now here's Norm doing fig life things, dude. <laughs> He's walking out with the case 
and he sees a dude walking in with a, I think it was a Jericho, a little bit of the bubbly t-shirt. Uh, you know exactly what that dude's looking for. Yep. He was checking Brixic numbers as well. Yep. I guess Norm saw him. He talked to him for a little bit and I can't remember which figures he gave him. I think he gave him the Jericho and the Cody, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. But the other cool thing was, is he found the cable Deadpool figure, the Marvel Legends. Oh, that one's apparently a tough find. Cool looking figure too. Dude, talk about hitting a home run in one night. Yeah. That was it for him. So he uh, he got those figures. He got all the AEW figures that he wanted and the Cable figure, the Marvel Legends figure, because he collects Marvel Legends as well. Nice. I was legit happy for him, dude, because I know the frustrations that he's been experiencing. I get a text message from uh, Sith Lord Sammy or Sammy Evans, one of the nicest guys. Love Sammy. Great guy. Sammy is awesome. Sammy reaches out to me and he goes, I have the AEW figure sitting in front of me. Do you need them? I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) So Sammy picked them all up. I told him PayPal ready, shot him over the money, shot him over the money plus shipping. He got it over to me. Dude, I got them today. They're good. I'm going to pop open the Bucks. Reason I say that is because Tara also found the Bucks and she's sending them over to me. So I'm going to open those up because I do love the Bucks. Oh, gotcha. So you're going to have one to keep on card and then the other one you're going to pop open. Yep, that's it. Okay. So, have you done the compare and contrast yet between the FTC Bucks and the Jazzwares Bucks? No, I haven't done that yet. I'm really curious to see because in the pictures that I've seen, I'm incredibly underwhelmed by the Jazzwares Bucks. Again, I know that they're going to get way better in the future. That's a given, given that Jeremy's at the helm. They're only going to improve and get just amazing, but just based on series 1, comparing them to the FTC bucks. I'm just curious to get your take on which one is better. I'm not even going to throw the LJN bucks in there because those things are not great, but just curious to get your compare and contrast, not today, maybe next week on the FTC and the Jazzwares bucks. And speaking of the FTC, I also got the Chris Candido in. Oh, that was fast. Who's their shipper, man? The rest of the world needs to go with them. (laughs) <laughs> so I did get the Chris Candido in. Uh, they had a limited number come in. Uh, yours is individually numbered, correct? Correct. And what number did you get? Uh, it's in the other room. I think it was either 74 or 79. Oh, nice. Okay. Pretty low. I like it. Yep. Had a pretty good week, dude. That's awesome. Congrats on the AEW figures. I know every week you've been talking about hunting them down and checking numbers and it's one disappointment after another. So I'm happy that you got those. And I thank Sammy and Tara for those. So... So that was it for my week. Scott, we have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, why don't you hit up our buddies from Manscaped? Yes, guys. Summer is upon us. It's warm outside. We're dudes. Well, most of us are dudes. No offense, ladies. And most likely we stink. So head over to manscaped.com, load up your cart with all the essentials to clean yourself up, smell nicer, trim yourself up, at checkout, code WFP20, save yourself 20%, and get free shipping. They've got the lawnmower, they've got the weed whacker, they've got the shears, check them out, all their cool deodorants and powders and lotions, a bunch of great stuff to keep you smelling nice and trimmed up, manscaped.com. 20% off at checkout when you use code WFP20 and, in addition, free shipping. Scott, why don't you hit up the toy lines that are not wrestling figures? Yes, first up, and this one was a huge interest to me until I saw the price tag. 
Mediacom Toys announced a Batman and Robin The Dark Knight Returns set of Mafex, Mafex? Mafex? M-A-F-E-X figures, which will retail, Jeff, for $130 per set. Now, I'm a Batman fan and a Robin fan and a Dark Knight Returns fan, so this is right up my alley. What is not is $130 for the set, but... If that's in your area to play, 130 bucks for a set of amazing action figures, go check them out. They've got multiple heads included. In fact, one of them on Batman. Now, Jeff, I'm pretty sure, pretty certain that you've never read The Dark Knight Returns. Is that a safe bet? I would say put your money down on that. Yes. So with that said, you are unaware that The Dark Knight Returns is based on old man Batman and kind of his last stand. And it's got some other superheroes like Green Arrow and Superman. A bunch of other people come and get involved in this thing. Um, Batman is very old in this one. And one of the alternate heads is a cowled down Bruce Wayne. But it's old man Bruce Wayne. And it hasn't been done in action figure form. At least not that what I've, what I've seen on the market. So it's pretty rare that it's done. And they do an incredible job. Given the price tag, you would expect that. But these things are incredible. They're amazing. I highly recommend them. If $130 is nothing to you, check these things out if you're a Batman fan. These are from Mediacom Toys. And they are $130 per set. But it is Batman with the old man Batman head. Or the old man Bruce Wayne head. And Robin, who is actually Carrie Kelly. Or the female Robin. Again, you wouldn't know that, Jeff. Because you've never read The Dark Knight Returns. Because you're not a comic book nerd like me. So are these in six inch scale or 12 inch scale or like what, what size? It, it appears extra, to extra, be the six inch scale, Jeff. Six, uh, okay. So like extra hands, like how many sets of hands heads are coming with this for 130 bucks? Yeah. Both figures, extra hands, extra heads, accessories. It's, it's what you would expect from a premium collectible six inch scale figure. And again, 130, but again, at $65 a figure, I mean, you're paying 45 for the NJPW guys, so eh, you're you're close, right? I mean, $130 that sounds like a lot, but when you break it down per figure, 65 bucks isn't, I guess, completely outrageous when you think that you're paying 45 for an NJPW figure. But anyway, if you're a Batman, the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Returns fan, these are definitely for you. Good lord. What? <laughs> I'm still stuck on uh, 65 bucks a figure, dude. That's Go That's check no it out. Joke. Go check it out. I mean, I agree with you. I kind of gasped at the price too, but then when you break it down at 65 a figure, then you go look at them. It is a premium format collectible figure. So again, if you're a Batman fan and you love the Dark Knight Returns, these absolutely do those characters justice. So go check them out. I don't know if they're going to do anybody else like Superman or uh, Green Arrow or if they're going to do the Joker that was in the Dark Knight Returns. I don't know if they're going to do any of them, but uh, incredible looking figures. So old man Bruce Wayne, is that Michael Keaton? <laughs> no. Oh. No. This was released, I want to say, in 1985, 86, somewhere in there. So it was before the 89 film. Okay. Yes. So it is not Michael Keaton Batman. There are plenty of Michael Keaton Batman figures out there, though, Jeff, if you're interested. But I know that you're going to be getting into G.I. Joe now. So maybe adding Batman to the collection, not in your best interest. I forgot to say when I went to Walmart Saturday morning, I saw the He-Man figures for the first time. Oh, nice. What did you think? They look fantastic. And you weren't a Masters of the Universe fan or collector really in the 80s, Jeff. 
not a collector. I did enjoy the He-Man cartoon. Oh, yeah. Who didn't? Right. But I never really got into the toys because I just viewed them as Remco. So I was just playing with Remco uh, AWA figures. Gotcha. But at the same time, dude, I enjoyed the He-Man cartoon. And I can look at these and appreciate these. These are beautiful, man. The the stuff that they're coming out with. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting, too, that with the, the new Motus, they are very faithful to the original figures that came out. They did change them up a little bit. You can tell by the body style. They definitely brought that into 2020 and updated it. But the look of the figure overall is very faithful to the original. And you compare that to, say, the G.I. Joe classified line, which the names are the same, but some of the characters, they changed up a little bit. And I appreciate both sets, right? You've got your set that's very faithful to the original, and then you've got your set that veers off a little bit and kind of takes some liberties, but updates it to a 2020 standard. So the course that G.I. Joe and He-Man took on their re-releases, I love them both. Yeah, the I, I saw He-Man, I saw Skeletor. I was like, wow, the deco that they used, just or paint applications, whatever. It, it looks fantastic. But again, not getting into those because I'm focused on the G.I. Joes and WWE figures and now AEW figures as well. Yeah, a lot on the plate for sure. Let's not forget Super 7, Boss Fight Studios with their wrestling lines, FTC with their wrestling line. It's just, man, there's only so much money you can spend on toys, right? (laughs) Or figures. And gosh, there's so much competition right now. It's crazy. And the cool thing about the Motu line is too, is they've now announced vehicles and Battle Cat is out. And you've got to think at some point, if there's enough love, i.e. money being pumped into this Motu relaunch, got to get a Castle Grayskull at some point, right? You would think. And back in the day, I think that thing was like 20 or 30 bucks in 2020 money. You've got to think that's going to be like a $120 playset at least, right? You would think. Man, keep it going. All you guys that are collecting Motus, Keep pumping love and money into that thing. I want to see how crazy they go on the playsets because they had the Eternia playset. They had the Slime Pit, Castle Grayskull, all the cats, all the vehicles. I want to see how crazy they go with this relaunch. Only time will tell, which was a great Nelson song. Continue. No, it wasn't. There was no great Nelson song. And how thank dare you. you. I, I will how? continue. <laughs> to the fans of Tarzan and Jane, Boss Fight Studios is producing figures of them and they're up for pre-order now. Super 7 is releasing Back to the Future 2 figures. They are releasing Biff Tannen, who comes in a bathrobe, Marty McFly from the future, Marty McFly from the 50s, Griff Tannen, and Doc Brown. Full set of figures, 90 bucks, or each figure if you want them individually, $18. And you can head over to Super 7 right now and place an order for them. And finally, Jeff, let's call out this a-hole that tried to steal G.I. Joe classifieds from a Walmart. You schmuck. <laughs> Come on, number one, you knew there were cameras at the exit that were going to be blasting your face everywhere, and did you not think they were going to get your bag of toys that you tried to smuggle out of there? You are now public enemy number one in every G.I. Joe community that I belong to on social media. You clown. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's not bad enough that you can't find these things at retail, but then you've got people like this that are stealing them. Oh my goodness. He took so much crap. There wasn't one person that came to this guy's defense and I loved every bit of it. But if you're not familiar with it, this clown walked into a Walmart, 
stole some G.I. Joe classified figures. And you can very, very clearly see the Walmart employee trying to stop this guy. Very valiant, by the way. Like, most Walmart employees are like, screw it. They have insurance. Let that guy walk. I'm not getting in his face. No, this Walmart employee was like, uh-uh. Maybe he was a G.I. Joe collector himself. Or maybe he had a friend that was a G.I. Joe collector that he was holding these figures for. And this dude's trying to run out the door with him. Walmart employee jumps in his way. They have a brief scrum at the exit. Dude steals the G.I. Joe figures. What a schmuck. <laughs> and this is why we can't have nice things. Oh, man. Thank you, Travis Fowler, for that one. By the way, I think you if you were at that Walmart, you would have been with that employee trying to stop him. Oh, yeah. Dude. We would have given him a total elimination. And we would have put those <laughs> figures back on the pegs. You mark. <laughs> yes, I am. And I'm damn proud of it, too. <laughs> then we were going to give him a doomsday device. Well, no, there was no top rope. See? Total elimination is way more suitable at the exit. You you would have jumped off the register, dude. Just improvise, improvise. I would have found a way. I would have given him a blockbuster. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> I will pay five hundred dollars to see you try to do a blockbuster. Are you kidding? I would break my ass, dude. Could you imagine me doing a blockbuster in a uh, a Walmart, leaping off a register <laughs> on that hard tile floor? Yeah, game over. I've already got bad hips. <laughs> oh man that's some good stuff right there <laughs> but <laughs> i was reading that story dude and it's funny because you can't you can't really see that it's gi joe's classifieds but like the internet does they were able to hyper zoom and yes able to see what was inside the guy's um it was in a bag wasn't it yeah, and it's very distinct packaging on those figures. They've got the numbers on the side that indicates what figure is inside the, the box. And yep. you can clearly see that it was G.I. Joe Classifieds. Like, you're a grown-ass man stealing toys from a store? Come on, man. <laughs> Internet wins again. Yes, for sure. Scott, on to wrestling. We got two things of wrestling. One, the Royal Rumble series is continuing. The ones that came out earlier this year of 2020 which was lashley rock lita and macho man is going to continue i'm figuring we should be seeing some figures here shortly very cool you think they do a re-release of ultimate warrior because they did him in the then now forever set from his rumble gear but i wonder if they re-release him warrior's always a popular figure and he moves dude oh what about a bloody maven zero chance dude zero chance sorry although i would be all in for a maven figure yes for sure what? But only a bloody Maven from Undertaker just straight whooping his ass in that rumble. We almost witnessed a murder on pay-per-view. <laughs> he killed Maven, dude. I think you had it correct with we were about to witness a murder. <laughs> yeah. Undertaker was not playing around that night. He was like, how dare this jobber eliminate me? It's on. He even laid out Scotty too hottie, an innocent bystander. So do you think we'll get an Alberto Del Rio? Come on. Really? Is that a real question? Honestly, I wouldn't mind a Shawn Michaels from either year he won of 95 or 96. That would be excellent. I'd be totally okay with that. I'd even love to see a British Bulldog. But he didn't win the Rumble. Uh, uh, well, Savage didn't either. Yeah, but I mean, they at least captured Savage from a, an iconic moment where he came down and he shattered Warrior over the head. Yeah, but I, you know what it is, really? I would just like to see the British Bulldog from that era where he had the trunks and the long hair. Yeah. There haven't been bulldog figures made with that look. So that's one I'd like to see. Okay. Some other ones, uh, maybe, I mean, you could do Austin, but I mean, just black trunks, black boots. 
you could. Yeah, I mean, multi-time Royal Rumble winner. You could do Hogan, another multi-time Royal Rumble winner. Be cool if they did Big John Stud from when he won in 88. That would be very interesting, wouldn't it? Because I believe Mattel has only taken one stab at him, and mm-hmm. that was in the four-pack, the Heenan Correct. family four-pack, right? Correct. That would actually be a good one. And it'd be really interesting if they put him in his blue tights instead of the white. Well, he he wore the white tights that night, so it'd have to be from his Royal Rumble night. Ah, uh, that's true. So in essence, it would just be a re-release of the Heenan family. But again, knowing Steve Ozer's answer to any time, it's like, hey, will you make this guy? It's if we have the rights to do him, we'll do him. Poor guy. He has to just copy and paste that answer every Q&A he does. But yeah, that's a good one. I wonder if they would do stud. Hacksaw Duggan makes a lot of sense. The first Royal Rumble winner. There's a lot that they could do. I mean, they did Lita. They did Lashley. They did Macho. They did Rock. So <laughs> so maybe an Oscar? Possibly an Oscar. If you're going to do a, a women's Royal Rumble winner, maybe you do Oscar in that one. Could do a Becky Lynch. But they, no, because they got the ultimate. Well, they could do another Becky. Yeah, or anybody that was in that match, really. I mean, you could do a Trish. We know Trish figures move. It's just my concern is with Asuka. She's been known to have some peg warmers, so maybe she wouldn't make a lot of sense in that set. Yeah, true. Hopefully we'll find out soon who the four will be this year. And rounding it out with Funko, Scott Macho Man, who was in his early 90 look. The Rock, who bald head, microphone, I'd say early. Like 2000 and... Hmm. 12? Yeah, I would say right around 12. Yeah, or call it his uh, when he did the Atlanta, WrestleMania 27 hosting job. Yep. So that would be like 2011. And Mr. T, who was in a Hulkamania shirt, which I thought was great. Also, on Amazon, is an Amazon exclusive, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan 2-pack. Now, this was the funny part, dude. When I saw the original picture, I saw Hogan. Now, Hogan does not have the bandana on. When I saw it, I didn't see Mr. T in the picture. So I thought that they had made Shawn Michaels as Hulk Hogan. Oh my gosh! <laughs> from the Larry King skit, I and love I it. was like, "That!" I was like, "This is great!" Yeah, <laughs> like this is like the great because that Jax is one of my favorite figures. Uh, I wouldn't say of all time, but it's like one of my favorite figures. I actually have quite a few of them because I love that figure so much. Very creative. But anyways, I I thought that was Shawn Michaels as Hulk Hogan when I originally saw the picture the way it was cropped. So I thought that was kind of funny, dude. But anyways, it's a two-pack, Amazon exclusive, Hogan and Mr. T. I would imagine every 80s kid, as soon as they saw that go up for pre-order, immediately jumped on and bought it. What a great two-pack. It just screams 1985. Absolutely love it. Again, I didn't pre-order it myself because I cannot allow myself to go down that Funko rabbit hole. I'm not trying to go back eight years and collect everything from when they started the WWE or WWF line. I I just can't get into it. I can't, so I refuse. And if I get this, I'm going to want to start the collection. I can't do it. But with that said, it was so tempting, dude. I I looked at it on Amazon. I hovered over the pre-order button. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But it is amazing because it's a slippery slope for me dude once i get that one i'm like oh you know but i do like that macho man the early 90s look with the neon and the hat i'm just gonna get that one too 
oh, well, I got that Macho Man. I should just go back and get this Macho Man, too. And since I have that Hogan, I kind of need an NWO Funko Hogan to complete. See, that's how it goes. And that's how the addiction starts. And I, I can't allow myself to get into the Funkos. I just can't. Yeah, it's just one, dude. See? See? But that's how it starts. That's how G.I. Joe was for you, and look at you now. That was because special guest Sean's wife had to go and buy him, and now I'm stuck with him, and now I love him. (laughs) Okay, well, see? I get the tea in the Hogan 2-pack, and I'm like, these are incredible. I need more. And I I can't allow myself to do that, dude. But again, incredible set. I don't know if they're still up for pre-order or not, or if they sold out. Beautiful set of figures. Really, really well done by Funko. Scott, that rounds out the news. We need to get in the listener segment. So what do you say we go talking to him? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, our first email comes in from Christopher Salima. First off, Christopher, thank you for making us laugh on Facebook all the time. Literally every day. Christopher says, hi, good brothers. I hope you guys are staying safe. I have a great idea for next year's SDCC exclusive. How about a Zeus and Hulk Hogan as Rip No Holds Barred, the movie two-pack, and No Holds Barred VHS-style packaging? Can't wait to hear what you guys think of this idea. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I picture a Twitter post by Chris with that email in the body of the post. And 1 million likes, in addition to 1 million gifts underneath it that are all standing ovation gifts. <laughs> I am 100% on board with that. The idea about the VHS, VHS packaging, I couldn't agree more. That is just the cherry on top. And, I mean, getting a Zeus and a Rip figure together in a two-pack, absolutely incredible. Seems right up the San Diego Comic-Con alley that's a home run right there. That's an immediate sellout on Entertainment Earth, if you ask me. Jax did Zeus. Yes, Jax did Zeus. He is doing more cons. Yes. So let's make this happen. Yeah, Hogan always does signings at his beach shop. Well, you know, in non-COVID times. Zeus, like you said, is doing more cons. That's a perfect two-pack to get signed. I know a lot of guys would jump all over that one for sure. And again, you put that on Entertainment Earth, two per person, that thing's going to go just like Mr. T did this year. Guaranteed. Could you imagine Hogan in the blue and white? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we did get that storm, the Hogan in the the white. And there was an exclusive also with Hogan in the blue and white as well. Yes, correct. And I want to say that Jack's Classic Superstars did a Hogan in blue also. They did. They did. Yeah, but we've never officially gotten a Hogan with the blue tank top on, rip them. That would be incredible. And could you imagine VHS packaging? Oh my goodness. I mean, not only is that wish list, but that's a perfect San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, dude. 100%. Thank you, Christopher, for sending that in. That would be a home run. Scott, our next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is Justin Summers, a.k.a. Heavyset330, the man who left the review from last week, and I'm also from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. First off, short-time listener, first-time caller, the question that I have for you two is, has there been any figure or figure line that you had no desire to buy when you saw it was announced and everything, but whether it be 
when you've seen it in person or seen a lot of people buy it that you start to change your mind and then you actually do buy it. For me, it was King Mabel last year, part of the SummerSlam Elite Collection. Been seeing a lot of people buying it and posting pictures around that time. And I walked into my Walmart and there it was randomly and I ended up buying it. And it also ended up being the chase that ended up surprising me. But the fact that I seen it in person and I got so much Internet peer pressure, I picked it up. I think the same kind of goes for me with the AEW line. I told myself I wasn't going to buy any at first, but when the hunt started, I got itchy. And I think it goes to what Nicholas said a couple weeks ago because it echoed everything that I'd been saying of we'd been having so much problems, so many issues with buying figures at Walmart. Like I've been going to mine all year and it's just been mostly empty pegs. So when I walked into my Walmart on a day that I wasn't even planning on going for grocery shopping, just happened to go in there, do it a day later, pick up a couple things. And of course, you got to check the figure aisle, a couple WWE elites. And I was really shocked, but I had seen that they had just put out the AEW display and I knew I was instantly dropping $100 on these figures. That's going to be it for me. Thank you for all the hard work you put in every single week. I know first day and stuff like that isn't easy and doing it yourself isn't any easier. Can't wait to hear your guys' answer and I'll take my answer off the air. Justin, thank you for listening to the pod. You mentioned that you were a new listener. Seen you on Twitter. Thank you so much for the love and positivity that you spread. Much appreciated. Thank you for the great review. Glad to have you on board here on the Fig Life and hashtag one fig community. To answer your question, I'm the same way on the AEW figures. Jeff and I have had this conversation a couple of times, kind of quote unquote off the air, where I'm very, very lukewarm on the AEW figures. I'm I'm not super blown away by what I'm seeing and they're carrying a $20 price tag. And I don't know, I, I'm not involved in the hunt really. I'm not super excited about going and looking for them. But with that said, it's one of those things that when I see them in person, it might change my mind that might get the juices flowing to be like, okay, you need to get involved. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, I am going to be getting that uh, exclusive ring on RSC that comes with the Kenny Omega figure that might get me to jump on board and at least go by the Jericho. But again, my mind could change when I'm holding those figures in hand. I could flip on the bucks and be like, these things are awesome. I have to buy them. I don't know yet, but Sitting here right now with none of the AEW figures in hand, I'm very lukewarm on them, but I can see my mind changing when I when I have them in hand, Jeff. I think your mind will change on a few. I think you'll be happy with the Jericho. I think for me with the AEW line, I'm not super blown away by Series 1, but as I've said multiple times, that line, that AEW line by Jazzwares is only going to get better, especially with Jeremy spearheading this whole project. Each figure or each series is only going to get better as time goes on. So maybe I'm not going to buy series one, Cody, for example, but by like series 10, series 12, we know we're going to get multiples of all of these series one figures. So maybe by series 10 or 12, they'll have perfected Cody to where it's like, okay, now I need to buy this one. You know what I mean? Maybe I won't buy series one, but, but series 10 or series 12 is going to be great. So I'll invest in that one instead. But you know, again, my mind could change when I'm holding series one in hand, when I finally do see it in the stores, once all the kind of hysteria has died down a little bit. 
Um, maybe my mind will change. But Justin, to answer your question, I am right there with AEW Series 1. A lot of hype around it. Everybody's hunting it down. Jeff, you've been hunting it every week. But me personally, I'm I'm just very lukewarm on it. And I'm just, I, I'm not involved yet. Yet. <laughs> being the key word. Were we this way with the BCAs when they first came out? Not at all. Because we had been essentially wrestling figure starved, right? Because the Hasbro line died late 94, 95. And we didn't get BCAs until around summer of 96. So we hadn't had rest. I mean, we had the Just Toys Bendems. I hate overlooking the Just Toys Bendems, by the way. That it's such an underrated line that I think maybe has gotten a little more love of the year as the years have gone on. A uh, big collector base in those now, especially the later series that are very hard to find. But we did collect the Just Toys Bendems, but they didn't. They didn't satisfy that hunger for wrestling figures, right? Because they were smaller. They were Bendems. You could use them in conjunction with the Hasbros, but every time I say that, people come out with their torches and pitchforks and like, you can't do that. But I kind of did, you know, because I didn't have a diesel figure in the Hasbro line, but Just Toys uh, Bendems gave me a diesel. So that one got thrown into the Hasbro ring. Guess I shouldn't have done that in hindsight because a lot of people don't like that. But I don't really include that in the wrestling line, the main wrestling lines that jumped from LJN to Hasbro to Jax. I don't really put Just Toys Bendems in the middle there. So essentially, we were wrestling figures starved. So while we may not have been crazy about the BCAs, we were definitely buying the BCAs because we had to have wrestling figures. So, you know, as the years have gone on with BCAs too, people do love the BCAs. And I think we bought every single series of them from tag teams to managers to the, the main series to every box set that they made. We had to have them all. Right, We didn't slow down at all in the BCAs. We had to have wrestling figures. Maybe for you, Jeff, I'm thinking Toy Biz. I never got into those, man. That Not even when I went to the store, I would be like, oh, nope, not getting them. Although I did get a couple. I admit it. I got a couple, but yeah, never got into those. And even when you held them in hand, you, you didn't like those really from day one. I think you were excited we were getting WCW figures. And then when you actually saw the finished products hanging on the pegs, you were like, no, <laughs> this is completely unacceptable, which I could understand looking at that Lex Luger series one. I get it, dude. I get it. To me, there were some gems in the toy biz line, but you have been always in the corner of toy biz sucked. I hated it. So kind of to answer Justin's question and I hate to answer for you, but I really think it was toy biz for you, but you never cooled on them. You hated them. And like you said, maybe you bought a couple that were like, okay, I'll just buy this. But you are a, a staunch non-supporter of Toy Biz. Yeah, I got a couple. For some reason, I bought the Bret Hart with the uh, Hitman in the Hitman outfit. And I do have the Evolution of Sting pack. But other than that, dude, I was out on those big time. Just never captivated me. Just wasn't into them. I know a lot of people that popped them open, loved them because of all the articulation they had at that time. And that won them over. I know Eric Arana, who's my tag team partner over on Lucha Figures and Facts. I know he loved them because of the articulation. Well, what about the Jax TNA line? Now, I thought they did really well on those. Uh, agree. Yeah, they were great figures. But when they were announced and released from the beginning to the end, I didn't buy any of them. I just, uh, just was not interested. I mean, granted, I wasn't a huge TNA fan. So that probably had a lot to do with it. But uh, I just completely passed on them. Not that they were bad, 
I just had no interest in purchasing the team. Now, granted, budget was a big part of that. But aside from budget and not wanting to to invest more into wrestling toys outside of WWE, I just completely passed on them. I had no interest in purchasing those. Yeah, I think I picked up a couple AJs in those. And um, man, I want to say I got the Velvet Sky too. Now, the one Toy Biz line that you did like, Jeff, that was wrestling related was the TNA Toy Biz. I thought they did really, really well because Marvel purchased Toy Biz and Marvel, I thought, crushed it on the TNA figures. Even from Series 1, though? You were a big fan from Series 1 on? Loved them. Absolutely loved them. I thought they did fantastic on those. The way Christopher Daniels looked, the way AJ looked, they captured AJ at the time. I thought they were fantastic. Uh, Matt Carlos is in love with those figures, and I see everything he is seeing, man, because I had to pick those up because I was loving TNA, and these were their first set of figures. Right. And when I saw him on the pegs, Christopher Daniels looked good. He had the outfit that I was hoping they would have him in. Raven. Yeah, Raven looked good. I I thought they crushed it on those figures. I I think with the TNA Toy Biz slash Marvel line, they actually got better as they went on, which is exactly what I see coming from Jazzwares AEW line, right? Like, in my opinion, the Toy Biz slash Marvel TNA line, when it first kicked off, they were good. Not super great. Again, just my opinion. There was room for improvement. Let's put it that way. And by the time that line finished in, gosh, was it 2008, 2009? Somewhere in there. there. Yeah. I feel that it really ended on a high note. Like, it seemed to me like every single series of those TNA Marvel Toy Biz figures just kept getting better. That, like, by the end, I was kicking myself for not buying all the other series that had come out. To this day, the Christian that they did stands as one of the best Christian figure, if not the best Christian figure ever done. Much agreed. Thank you, Justin, for sending in your question. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. It's been a while since anyone's asked you guys, so I'd figure I would. If you guys could play today, how would you book a WCW Fall Brawl pay-per-view using Mattel Elite Legends? Elites of Legends that appeared in their regular line and... Jack's classic superstars. Okay, so when I think of Fall Brawl, I think Vader. Right, you've got to have Sting in there. Okay, so we're going to match up Vader and Sting. So Vader from his Mattel Elite Legends. Okay, I like that. Sting, which Sting would we use? We need a Surfer Sting. We wouldn't go Great American Bash Sting, the All-American look. No, don't do that one. Use his basic in the neon green. Okay, good call, good call. Or how about his Elite that came with the jacket? Perfect. Love that it. That was Elite 63, I think. 62, 63. With the white tights and the big gold belt and the molded poly pocket jacket? Yep. Got it. Yep. Love it. Okay, so we got Vader and Sting. Um, let's get a Rick Rude in there. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I like that. So let's get Rick Rude. Uh, let's also, uh, let's get him from... One of his early Elite series, which I think was in like the 40s where he had the, I think it was like a red or a pink robe. Yeah, we could do that one. Or is we could go back to the Elite Legends where he had the short hair. Bingo. Do that. And then <laughs> grab the Ricky Steamboat. Yes. Is that what you were thinking too? Yep, that's exactly where I was going. Got it. And let's see, what's a good Ricky to match up with his look from back then in the early 90s? You know what was a good one? 
was the two pack, the battle pack of Jericho and Steamboat. He kind of had the shorter hair in that one. Uh, You're not a fan I'm of that not, one. Not for that era. Okay. I thought they captured Steamboat from that match with Jericho. Okay. But I don't think that they captured him from a fall brawl era. So I would just kind of say Steamboat with the IC title from his flash elite flashbacks. Okay. I like that. You could also go Ricky defining moments too. Minus all the dragon stuff. Yeah, you could. You could. So we need a tag team match. Damn it for them not making Steiner brothers. <laughs> I know, right? Um, man, a tag team match. Um, we could take the new stunning Steve Austin. Okay. It's coming out. And then we could take that flying Brian elite. Okay. So we have the Hollywood blondes. So at that time they were facing Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat. So Ricky Steamboat would be doing double duty. Right. So I don't want to do that. I want to have them face a tag team from the era that came right after them. And we're going to put them against the Harlem Heat elites. Okay. I like it. We could do another tag team match, Jeff, because the Nasty Boys were very well known in WCW. But instead of going Mattel, we could go the classic superstars, Nasty Boys. Okay. And we could have them face, again, damn it for not having a Butch Reed, because we could have them against Doom. Or Steiners. <laughs> or the Steiners. Hmm. And we don't have a Firebreaker chip figure. Nope, nope. Or Tim Horner. Sad. <laughs> so let's see. The Nasty Boys. We don't have a Buff Bagwell or Marcus Bagwell figure. What if we put them against the... Oh, we don't. We need a Jimmy Garvin figure. I was going to say, have them go against the Freebirds. Okay, okay. I don't hate that. You could do uh, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy from the Classic Superstars 3-pack. Okay, okay, yeah, we could do that. Nasty Boys and Freebirds. I like that one, actually. That's the generation before and the generation right after again facing each other. We need a U.S. title match, too. And actually, you know what? We could have pulled Buff into the last match because they did the Deluxe Classic of him. Yes, they did. I just really wanted to shoehorn Buff Bagwell into a match. Sorry. <laughs> so we need a U.S. title match. Oh, that wouldn't be Rude and Steamboat? Oh, yeah, we could do that one. Okay, we need a TV title match. Oh, okay. So now you say TV title, first name that pops into your head, Jeff? Tolly Blanchard. Oh, okay. That's not the same name that pops into mine, but we could go dream match on those two names. Tolly Blanchard for you, Arn Anderson for me. Ooh, I was going to say Tolly and Dusty, but... Oh, oh, that's a good one. Or would you want to do Magnum TA Legend versus the Tully from the Horseman 4-pack? And we just booked Fall Brawl. I love it. I would watch that. I'd drop 50 bucks on that pay-per-view. I would too. We didn't even put Flair in there, though. What are we doing? Oh my god, dude. We call ourselves wrestling fans. Come on. I'm No, we'll, we'll develop a Flair for the Gold segment. <laughs> and that's where Shockmaster comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and we just booked Fall Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And we'll we'll book Dusty in this thing. He'll be the voice of Shockman. No, it was o oh wait, there's no Oli figure. There's no Oli figure, so it's gonna have to be Dusty, folks. Yeah. Thank you, JT, for your weekly question. Scott, we have a new segment coming at you right after this. Get up on your feet. Put your hands together 
And now we are going to play our new segment, Three Count. And Scott, you came up with this, so I'm going to have you go into what it is about. Yes, we often talk, Jeff, about all of the figures that have come out over the years of any certain guy, be it John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Macho Man Randy Savage. The list goes on. They have a ton of figures, dozens of figures, sometimes hundreds of figures available And which ones are you going to go get? If you haven't been a collector for all of the years that Jeff and I have, which ones are you going to go grab? If you want to go back catalog and you're missing a few or you're missing all of them, which ones should you get? So that's where this segment was created. And it's called, as you said, Jeff, the three count. And what we're going to do when we do this segment is we're going to take a name of a specific wrestler. And both Jeff and I are going to pick three figures out of their figure catalog that we want in our collection, assuming that we have zero. So with that said, what better name to lead off the inaugural, the three count segment, than the immortal Hulk Hogan, Jeff. Oh, we're doing Hulk Hogan. Don't mess with me, dude. We talked about this. I thought we were discussing rich Swan. I didn't. That's why I was kind of confused how this segment was going to work. We'll see. Then the segment would be over like immediately. Like, okay, I'm going to take his elite figure. And then you're, you're going to (laughs) say, yeah, I think I'm also going to take his elite figure. And then we get into the closing. Uh, That's boring. (laughs) That's why we didn't go with rich Swan this week. And we didn't choose shock master either. Although we could do Fred Ottman later on down the road. He definitely may come into play. That's for sure. Uh, We chose not to do Dino Bravo for obvious reasons. Uh, Figured to be a safer bet. Very first segment, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So Hogan has had 35 years worth of figures. Actually, he had Popey. So he's had... Almost 40. Almost 40, yeah. He's got a lot of figures to choose from. You name a toy line that has produced produced wrestling figures, not just WWF, produced wrestling figures, Hulk Hogan's included in it. I mean, from LJN to Hasbro, to Jax, you name Mattel, obviously, you name it, Hogan was in it, he was part of the Toy Biz, slash Marvel, WCW line, Hogan's been a part of all of it, huge, huge library of figures to pick from, so with that said, Jeff, I guess we should highlight a few of his best offerings, and I'm sure you'd want to start off with his Toy Biz Series 1 figure. I heard you say Storm Collectibles. You are correct. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, his Storm Collectibles are fantastic, Scott, like you said. (laughs) Man, you like to crap on his Toy Biz figure. I really enjoyed the Hogan Toy Biz figures. I really did. I I thought Series 1 Hogan was great. It's not in my final three or one of my three picks, but I thought the Toy Biz Series 1 Hogan was really good. Yeah, the Defining Moments figure was really, really good. I agree with you. (laughs) Will you stop? What? What? What did I say? He's had some gems, though. The Classic Superstars, Series 8, both of them, the Red and Yellow and the NWO, outstanding figures. You mentioned his Storm Collectibles, Jeff. Beautiful. Beautiful figures. And if you even want to go above the 6-inch scale that Storm did, you can go into the one that you've got, that's the 12 inch Hogan that I don't even have words to describe how great that thing is. That thing is so beautiful, dude. Um, Unfortunately it didn't make my top three, but it's not due to 
it being bad. It's just because I view other Hogan's better, but that 12 inch scale Hogan is just remarkable with all the stuff that it comes with. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about that Batman and Robin figure and the price tag associated you paid. Well, I'm not going to tell people what you paid for it, but you paid a good, a good amount of money for that 12 inch Hogan. And in my mind, that's worth every penny. What you paid for that, you got your money's worth because a good friend of mine or a good friend of ours, actually Chow, I was at a dinner with him and he actually brought that Hogan just so I could see it. And I put pictures up on Twitter way back in the day when I got to check that thing out and the amount of accessories that comes with it, the articulation on it. And the fact that the articulation is hidden in the figure. So you don't actually see joints, man, kudos to storm. You know, they charge a mint, but they give you every penny's worth on that. So I'm actually surprised for your purposes, Jeff, because you actually own it. I'm surprised that didn't make your top three. It did not. It did not. So we should probably get into our top three Hogan figures that we would need to collect in the three count segment. So which do you have your three picked out already? I sure do. Okay, let's do your first one. So my first one is the LJN Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's such an iconic figure, right? Yeah, it screamed Hulk Hogan. It captured Hogan from 1985, 84 even. It's just an iconic figure. That's exactly what it is. And for any Hulk Hogan fan, you have to have that in the collection. So obviously I would start off with his LJN. Yeah, even kids in the 80s that didn't necessarily collect wrestling figures or watch wrestling, I would guess a good 60 to 70% of those kids had that Hulk Hogan figure in their collection. It just seemed to me that every single kid in the 80s had that Hogan. Every kid that I went to school with in the 80s, every single one, I'm not exaggerating this, every single kid that collected toys had that Hogan figure. Like every kid in the class was like, yeah, I've got that Hogan. Like they may not have Piper or Junkyard Dog, but every single one of them had that Hogan. And I think that that's the main reason we chose that silhouette for our most recent recent uh, Fig Life Association shirt. Because much like MLB and NBA have that iconic white silhouette logo, for us, the iconic figure or iconic wrestling figure of all time is that Hulk Hogan LJN. So what better silhouette to put as the Fig Life Association logo but that Hogan silhouette? So what is your first figure for the Hogan? Well, it's the same. I was exactly the same with you on that one. I think if you start a list of Hogan figures, it has to begin with the LJN, just for being the most iconic wrestling figure of all time. So for me, I was going to go Hulkster Hug Hasbro because that one is my favorite out of the Hasbro line. I love that Hulkster Hug figure. I also was going to say the NWO Hogan from Jack's Classic Series 8, but those just missed. Those were on the outside looking in because you could go through any of those Storm collectibles and throw those in there. If you were a Hogan fan and you needed a Hogan figure or three of Hogan figures, pick any Storm collectible figure and you will not be disappointed because Storm with those Hogan figures just crushed it. Whether it was the blue and the white, the red and the yellow, the uh, black and white, the black, white, and red that they came out with, whatever it may be. And someone that is going back collecting Hogan figures needs one of those Hogans in their collection. Totally agree with you. Good call on the Storm. So you're not actually picking one of them. You're just taking any of those Storm Hogans, right? Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah, and Storm was right on the cusp, dude, of mine because I couldn't really pick one. 
but I hate to go all red and yellow here, but I actually did just select one of those storms, and mine is the Hulk rules, Hulk Hogan, because I, I hate to go all red and yellow here, because spoiler, my third one is also a red and yellow Hogan. I wanted to have some black and white Hogan in there. I, I just couldn't, because that Hulk rules, Hulk Hogan figure... To me, my favorite Hogan figure of all time was the Defining Moments. In, in my mind, that figure would never, ever be topped until Storm came out with that red and yellow Hogan. Once that thing came out, it was game over, dude. Like, Storm just took the crown. So for me, I love your pick of all the Storms because they are incredible, every single one of them. But I'm going to pluck the red and yellow Hulk rules Hogan out as number two on that list. And for my last one... I knew Scott was going to say defining moments is going to be his third favorite or one that he needs in the top three. So I'm going to kind of go outside the box and one that I fell in love with. And I still love to this day. There was a Walmart series. It was called the t-shirt series that they came out with. I'd say about 2011, 2012 in that time. I remember that they had a Hogan and he was in a Hulk rule shirt tanked top, I should say the yellow trunks, the red knee pads, no bandana. And I don't know what it is about this figure. Oh, and he was also on a blue card. I don't know what it is about this figure, but I absolutely love this figure. To me, the defining moments is the best Mattel has done so far. But this basic is damn near close to it. And I know it's a basic. And I know in the defining moments, he had the 86 world title, my favorite title of all time. He had the bandana tilted to the side, the way it looked. It looked fantastic. But for a basic... I'm going to say the Walmart t-shirt series Hulk Hogan. Wow, that's your number three, huh? Basic? I love it, dude. I can't say enough good things. It was actually up on my wall until I redid my room because uh, now it's all autographs and everything. Yeah. But it was up on my wall for quite a while. I also had the CM Punk right next to it because I loved that CM Punk. But the Hogan t-shirt series was absolutely fantastic for a basic. They absolutely crushed it. It's one of my favorite basics of all time. Nice. I love that. You're you're right. You're way going outside the box because I had you pegged just like me for the defining moments, Hogan. But good call, dude. That's a great call. I'm wondering, well, spoiler or not a spoiler for anybody listening to this show that's been listening for any length of time. My number three is the Hulk Hogan defining moments. That figure to me is essentially they took Saturday Night's main event Hulk Hogan, pulled him out of the television and stuck him in a defining moments box. It is the epitome of of 86 Hogan and captures him absolutely perfectly from the bandana to the chain to the belt. Just it's perfect. The tearaway shirt. You can't beat that Hulk Hogan figure. It's outstanding. So my top three LJN storm Hulk rules. And then the Mattel defining moments, Hogan. It's going to be interesting to me if when they release the black and white Hogan, they being Mattel, if that one is going to shoehorn into my top three, I wanted so bad to throw a black and white Hogan in my top three. I just couldn't. Now, number four for me, like if I was gunned ahead, forced to pick a number four, I'm probably going Jack's classic superstar series eight black and white Hogan. That was one that was on the outside for me. It was just on the bubble, dude, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on it because I love those other three figures just as much. The Defining Moments is another one that was on the outside of the bubble, but I knew you were going to be picking that. Yeah. I kind of wanted to think outside the box of Hogan figures. Notice we didn't go any Hasbros. 
No, and all of those Hasbros are great. Well, aside from the punching arm, but that's a different Ugh. story. Yeah, Ugh. but the other ones are outstanding. I love those Hogan's. That that Hulkster hug, or actually my favorite, Jeff, is the Hulkaplex. Oh, you like the Hulkaplex? That one is my favorite Hogan Hasbro, but that would be down the list a little bit. Um, again, if I had to pick a fourth, that's where the black and white would come in. And I did want to say all the storms, but that Hulk rules storm collectibles. Hogan is just outstanding and it captures Hogan so well. You can't go wrong with any of them. Jeff, just like you said, I understand your blanket storm at number two. I get it. They are incredible, but I would have to go that specific Hulk rules at number two. And again, I hate going all red and yellow, I did want to throw some NWO Hogan in there. And the only knock I can put on that storm, the reason that my number four pick would be the classic superstars, the NWO logo, the storm black and white couldn't use it. Jack's classic superstars could. So to me, the fact that it is a branded NWO Hulk Hogan, whereas storm kind of had to dance around it. You could argue that figures better, but just being able to be able to brand that Hogan as NWO that was the tipping point for me. And that rounds out the three count segment. Three count. So I got to get three counts theme as the uh, entrance music. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. Why not? <laughs> Are we going to get in trouble for that? Eh, probably. Probably. I want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. They have many Hulk Hogan figures over there. So you can check them out if you are looking for some Hogan figures, uh, whether it's his LJN, his Hasbro, Defining Moments. I'm trying to think of what other Hogans would be on there. Uh, he didn't have a Just Toys Bendem. Didn't have a Retro. He did have a Remco, but it was in the Rocky line. Yeah, it's not on WrestlingToyTracker.com. But we do want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Come or on Twitter at toy underscore tracker. Scott Eaglemus. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eaglemus. You can give them a follow on Twitter at hero collector underscore. They have an incredible assortment of all sorts of different properties under their umbrella. Specifically, we love their WWE statues. They're awesome. You subscribe to their service. They'll ship you all the new statues in addition to a display ring to put those statues in. Again, you're going to love them. Check them out on Twitter, Eagle Moss, on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore. And I also want you to check out our podcast buddies, starting with Breaker and Bane. Each week, Breaker and Bane do a show that has toy talk, wrestling talk. I wonder if that G.I. Joe classified story is going to be in their WTF segment. Uh, do you see what tank top I'm wearing, Jeff? You showing me a... yeah, yeah. I'm even showing you a little nipple in that one. You like that? There you go. Yeah, push that to the side. There you go. <laughs> I'll even tweak it like, a little for you. Do you like that side boob? Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> yes, you have on the G.I. Joe-inspired Breaker and Bane tank top, which looks fantastic. Artwork done by Jason Wolf. We'll get to him in a in a few minutes. Great tank top over there. You can get that at whatamaneuver.net and check out their podcast, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's side project, Back to the Nintendo. I mentioned them earlier. I want you guys to check out Doing the Favor. Check out doingthefavor.com as well. A lot of people are using their website for their SKUs that they have listed. Fantastic, fantastic idea. Check out, and they have their shows on there, so you can listen to their episodes as well on their doingthefavor.com. Scott, Barry seems to kind of gone heel on me again uh-oh i don't understand this what did you do i don't know i always do something are you sure you don't know 
I don't know, dude. I don't know what I did. You do have a lot of haters. I do. One of them lives with me. Her name is Celeste. <laughs> the other one is your brother. The, the other is everyone I insulted with radical skedaddle with. <laughs> you do have a lot of enemies now, Jeff. This is true. This is actually very, very true. But yeah, Barry's mad at me again. I don't know what I did. I'm sure you did something to warrant it because Barry just doesn't get mad at people for no reason. He's a respectable man. He's very spiteful. He's working hard with his hands, and he doesn't just get mad at people for no reason, Jeff. You had to have done something. I like how you threw in the Dusty reference. You know me, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I want you guys to check out doingthefavor.com and check out their podcast as well, Doing the Favor. Steve, over at the PPW Podcast, along with Eric, are doing fantastic, fantastic shows. They just did a show this past week that was... It's never coming back. And they talked about things that are never coming back. They told a lot of uh, toy stories about going to toy stores. A lot of stuff about wrestling that's that we can never expect to ever see again. Horrible toy biz toys, Jeff? Oh, thank God those are never coming back. <laughs> They've gotten a lot of love on this show, though, at least from my side. Yeah, I was going to say, 50% of your views. <laughs> <laughs> Don't necessarily reflect 100% of the views on this show. <laughs> so anyways i want you to check out positively pro wrestling podcast owen anderson a young young kid who has an old soul going back watching old school wrestling a young wrestling historian if you will jeff yes and his favorite band is kiss the man has great taste what can i say and he loves taco <laughs> bell it, it, it was like my twin but many years younger <laughs> and enjoys mountain dew See, there you go. There you go. It's like we were separated at birth, many years apart. I want you guys to check out the Federation podcast. Each week, Marty and Sarah welcome in their buddies. Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds daily. RJ over at Ringside Rant, I want you guys to check out. A fun, fun show over there as well. Rucker and White Marty doing Boot to the Face, which is fantastic. Rucker is a great, great guy. Uh, Marty is as well. Also, we want you guys to check out the Chick Foley show. They've got a new look going on over there. Seth, Sheena, and Marco are doing well over there. Their show drops weekly, so I want you guys to check them out. Seth and Sheena have been longtime friends of ours, so I want you guys to check them out. Also, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, where Eric Arana and I talk luchadors and their figures, so Lucha Figures and Facts. Scott, let's not leave out Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, Drunk Wrestling History. Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we're certainly always drunk. We've got a t-shirt over at whatamaneuver.net, our most 15, the one right before SummerSlam of the great Sasha and Bailey match that brings a tear to my eye. 100% of the times that I watch it, it's incredible. We cover the entire show. That's our most, most recent episode. We've got new content twice a month or every other week, if you will. So give us a look again on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. You can find our show pretty much everywhere you find Fully Posable. That's Sasha and Bailey match. That, that's all right. Oh, dude, you're making enemies left and right between Bang, <laughs> between the Sasha Bailey match. I'm going to have you thrown out of here. I can't take the, the punishment of people throwing a punishment at you. I don't want to be caught in the crossfire here. I'd, I'd rather drink a radical skedaddle than watch that match. All right. Guess who <laughs> just got crossed off my Christmas list? You, pal. <laughs> 
rather watch an Alicia Fox match. <laughs> What's funny is that's actually one of our upcoming episodes. We're going to do a watch along. I'm not going to say which one, but she's involved. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, only joking, only joking. You better be. You're about to get backhanded. <laughs> Scott, roll call. Yes, first and foremost, as we do every week, the great Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Give him a follow on Twitter at JasonWLF, or better yet, go check out his website. His new website, live right now, Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E, draws, D-R-A-W-S, dot com. He's got a bunch of his artwork up there. He's got contact information. So again, if you need artwork done, DoyleDraws.com. Get in touch with this man. Make him your artist. He has been our artist for years. We couldn't be happier. He's always on point. He takes your vision and times it by 100. He turns it up to 11. Gives you incredible work, incredible service, incredible artwork. Jason Wolf on Twitter at JasonWLF and on his new website at DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, I want to throw it out this week to a good friend of ours, Scott, not me. Another guy named Scott, he and a buddy of his run a heavy metal YouTube show slash podcast called Mosh Mag. They've got a YouTube channel. If you are into metal, these guys are right up your alley. They're on YouTube. Just search Mosh Mag. They'll pop right up. They do a lot of work with the band Violence. If you're familiar with them, they were an 80s metal thrash band. And they are coming back strong right now. The great Phil Demel is their guitarist. Great guy, and Scott and Willard are the two guys that run Mosh Mag. They're two great guys as well. If you're into metal, definitely go check out their YouTube channel. Just search Mosh Mag. They'll pop up. Hit that subscribe button. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. That Scott guy sounds like a good dude. He is a great dude. And I'm not (laughs) talking about myself. It's another Scott that is great, or also great. (laughs) Your alias's name is Scott? Yeah. I'm very secretive. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Jeff, that's not true. We all know my alias. His name is Squat. Yes. People call you Squatcho Man. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Travis Fowler, for that one as well. Yep. So, Scott, for episode 241, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Go watch the great outdoors. Fig life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 241, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.